Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Good day, good day, everyone. Welcome to Wealth Academy Podcast. Glad that you could be with us today. And today is going to be really amazing. We have an outstanding guest by the name of Wendy Brookhouse. And she's going to be sharing some very valuable expertise as well as information on how you can find, keep, and grow your wealth and a lot more. So I want to welcome her at this time. And then I'll go over her bio. Wendy, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm so great, Paul. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I love that we're talking about money because I feel sometimes it's the last taboo subject. So the yeah. more we talk, the better it is. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. People don't have enough money talks. And then when they look around for money, they can't find it because they never had conversations surrounding mm. it. <laughs> okay. So Wendy, Wendy Brookhouse uh, knows how to find, keep, and grow your wealth. And I know you all who are viewing and listening really like this because this is what I like as well. Now, she is founder and chief strategist at Black Star Wealth, and she weaves her experience in business consulting, business ownership, and she also focuses on simplification to achieve outstanding results. And knowing what creating wealth takes more than just math, Wendy addresses the baggage and the behaviors that keep people from doing what is in their own financial interest. I'm going to share more with you all about her background as we go on. But uh, one other thing is that she's a certified financial planner with an executive MBA, and she's author of the book, Burn Your Budget. I cannot wait to get into this. And I want to share one more thing about Wendy that she and I have in common. She loves rugby, and so do I. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. So we're not going to talk about rugby today, but we're going to get started with, with this interview. And uh, one of the things I wanted to ask Wendy is that what and who inspired you to get into the financial field? Uh, was was there anyone in particular or did it is, did it find you or did you find it? I think it's a bit of both, Paul. So the interesting piece is I did do in my undergraduate, like when I did my first um, degree, um, one of my majors was finance. And then I got out and all I did was customer service marketing and all that stuff. And so then I actually had a consulting company. And so it was the it was the blending of the both sides. I sometimes say I have a purple brain that part of me is creative and part of me is super logistic logical and numbers oriented. So uh, that I find that in this industry, I can bring them both together in such a fabulous way. And I get to truly, truly, truly change people's lives for the better. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And like you said, when you get both the education, the training and experience, yeah. it's really a wonderful trinity to help people along. Money is one of those things people don't talk a lot about in school, especially for the younger folks. Mm -hmm. It probably should be one of the top topics that, that takes place over time. 
totally agree. Uh, and if if you want to delve into the baggage side of things, I feel like um, uh, whether we were taught about money or not, Paul, we were taught about money. We were. And that is just through how the people around us when we were growing up treated money. Absolutely. So if they fought about, if our parents fought about it, or if we saw people fighting about money, well, that's made us decide somehow in our head that, oh, I can't talk about money because it leads to fights. Exactly. Or maybe it was that you had no money at all. And there was a lot of hardship, uh, you know, it could be that right. maybe your parents, um, when they talked about people who had money did not do so in glowing terms. Absolutely. So now, you know, so there's all these messages that got programmed in our mind at a very young age. And I consider it almost like our operating system. I think of it as in our subconscious, Paul. And I think it's like our computers. It's just running in the background. We don't know that it's even there affecting anything That's unless right. we take the time to pull it up to the conscious level, because that's yeah. the only way we can shift things. Absolutely. And that's one thing I've been trying over the last two years is just really getting people to focus on it, making finance a part of their life. Yes. You know, because it, it, you can't separate the two. You really can't separate the two. So, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I, I, if you look at those wheels of life and they go, oh, your your business, your career, your your kids, your family, you know what I mean? All those different uh -huh. parts of the wheel. And I'm like, well, Money is one part of the wheel, but it almost it's needed for every other part of the wheel. Every other part, absolutely, absolutely. So thank you for sharing that, Wendy. And one of the things I want to talk want you to talk about is about your company, okay. Blackstar Wealth. What is its mission, and then what is your message for your target market? Mm. So my mission is actually to change a million lives through financial health. So if we go up to the why side of that. For most people inside of our minds, there is some little minions talking about money and stressing us out. Oh, this is due. I have to do this. What's going on? Am I doing the right things? I should be there. I should be doing this. I should have this much money saved. So it's taking up all the space in our head. And what it's doing is consuming energy. Yeah. So when I put a good plan together for someone, get them on the focus on the right path, simplify everything, make it easy as pie to, to implement. Uh -huh. What it does is it now frees up their mind. So they have this extra energy now to focus on their family, their career, their community. So mm -hmm. uh, in, in many ways, Paul, that's how I want to change the world. Yes, that's a wonderful message. And, and something like you stated, by not talking about money, it's also a behavior as well. And, and so uh, that, that's very uh, key. So uh, let's go into those behaviors again, because they're, yeah. they're so important. And a lot of people don't think in these terms. Mm -hmm. they, they earn money, they spend money, they may not save a lot, they may overspend, it's time to pay taxes, etc. So how does this factor into the decision making of people when they have behaviors that are not really what we would consider learn, discipline, committed? Right. So there's a, a couple areas we're going to, I could go down here, Paul. So the first one we'll talk about again is a bit of our upbringing. So yeah. let's say, for example, um, we were in a feast or famine type of a childhood. Um, you know, uh, there's small money, no money, awesome money, no money. Well, right. we may subconsciously start repeating those behaviors. And I have seen that happen. You know, you mm -hmm. get almost all your debt paid off. Well, that, now it's time to build a garage or, you yeah. know, so they, there's always something that yeah. then 
puts them right back into that same situation that they just almost got out of. Yeah. So I think there's some patterns that can be happening uh, with regards to how you feel about money. Um, you know, uh, if you are afraid of money sometimes and you've got a lot of your self-worth tied up with it, it may mean that you're not charging enough money for your services. It may mean you're afraid to ask for your true wealth with your boss when you're having your salary negotiations because of all that money you've got, all those emotions you've got tied up in into it. And so that's one side of it. The other side is almost uh, called heuristics. Do you know, uh, have you heard that term, Paul? Yes. Yeah. So it's the shortcuts uh -huh. our brain takes when it's making decisions. Yes. And sometimes it can be super helpful. And sometimes it actually biases us or makes us sometimes skew our decisions on things. Um, you know, one of the uh, heuristics is, it's a, it's almost like, my house is always going to be worth more than yours, Paul, because it's mine. Right. Yes. So we may attach so more value yes. to things we own versus whatever. So it biases our, we're not going to be logical about that sometimes. Sure. Because we're making that shortcut in our mind. Yeah. And, and I tell you, it's really one thing. It's almost like um, what you were saying earlier. When a person is in a hole, stop digging. You pay, pay that account off. Don't go back and recreate that, that debt. <laughs> stop right? <laughs> double down <laughs> oh i love that and you know what i find is is that we oftentimes make, make the assumption that it's a socioeconomic problem meaning depending sure. on the level of your um income will sure. will will dictate uh like if you're in a lower income of course you're in debt because you don't make as sure. much money sure. i have seen some pretty uh well-off sure. people I always say, Paul, the bigger the shovel, the bigger the hole. <laughs> That's very true. Very true. Because the constant spending, whereas a person who yeah. uh, has less of a salary, they're, they're a lot more frugal because they have to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So that, that makes it total different. And again, when we, we look at that baggage, it's all about uh, stop, put the shovel down. Let's start growing some money and let's start building some wealth because right. that, that definitely takes place. Now, one of the things I would love to know, and I know the viewers will as well, is Wendy, is when I say the word one number solution, yep. what should viewers and listeners understand about this? Okay, so it comes back almost to my burn your budget. Oh. So when I think of budgeting, it's a worthwhile activity. The, here's where I have the issue with it. Sure. There's a whole bunch of different line items that we're trying to track in our head. Uh -huh. So it becomes about mental math. So now we've added more, more tracking, more paying attention. Okay. I, I said I was going to spend a hundred dollars a week on groceries. Well, this week I spent 150. So that means I only have 50 for next week. And, you uh -huh. know, so that's taking up an awful lot of energy. Sure. So what I have done with the one number solution is, is packaged all of your spending that is lifestyle based. So, and that includes your groceries because, you know, if we're having good days or bad days, that can affect how much stuff hits our cart. <laughs> so we want to, you know, we kind of want to uh, control that. So I bundle those things together into a weekly number and that's my one number. All right. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that I've kind of drawn this line in the sand that says I'm going to, for every week, this is the pot of money I have to spend. Sure. And so that means if this is the week that uh, I need to get my hair done, it may mean that I'm not going out for a fancy dancy dinner on Friday night. 
So I it, it, it forces me to make choices, but within a, a small week long thing. So if the week I'm not getting my hair done, I might do something else. Right. Exactly. And so what I like about it, too, is that it's a small number. Your priorities can change in, in the course of any one week. I don't think life is a straight line approach. So, you know, there could be different things that you have to balance. But also, if I mess up that week, Paul, I don't have to wait very long till I get another influx of money to spend. <laughs> right? Because right? sometimes you go, oh, why don't you do a monthly number? I'm like, oh, my God, if I mess up, I'm going to have to wait way too long. Exactly. Yes. We need, we need to be able to address it on the spot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it really does. I, most of the people who are clients of mine, who they find it so liberating that yeah. that's all they have to think about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is uh, if you wait two weeks, even two weeks, things can really get out of hand because the focus is gone. Right. It's kind of like operating in the present. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Mindfulness. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Oh, fantastic. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the wealth accelerator and how that wealth accelerator can change the viewers, change the listeners in terms of their approach to wealth and generating wealth. Absolutely. Well, I think it's a very multifaceted approach, Paul. And what I find is, is that we've siloed a lot of our financial lives, yes. right? So we look at our mortgage as debt. We may not even look at that as debt. We look at our credit cards as debt, but if we were going to pull them all together, well, we can't, you know, some people are like, oh, I can't do that because I'm all got my mortgage paid off. Uh -huh. So it's one of these, the siloing effect. If you own a business, which is the primary people I work with are business owners, sure. then it's going out even further because now I have business stuff that I got assets over there. Maybe I have some investments in there. Uh -huh. So it's all spread out. So the wealth accelerator is really about for bringing everything together and figuring out what your power number is. And the power number is what is the number that once you have it, you're working because you want to, not because you have to. Wow, that's a wonderful. It's not wonderful, and it, and yeah. it really can apply to other to people who don't have businesses as well. Depending on how they're accumulating assets and income streams, those all add up. So, um, you know. That could be a number for someone who's working is that, okay, I am working now. I can retire at any point now if I want to. Yeah. And that power of choice is extremely liberating because now you know you're there. And if not, you have this milestone now to get towards. Yeah. It's a real number. It's not something that uh, is oh, well, I just have to get to 65 and then I'll retire. No, it's when I get to here, I can. Absolutely. We need to do it now. Yeah. All, all the hard work is done in, in the earlier years, 20s, 30s, 40s. Yes, exactly. 60. Absolutely. And so by looking at all those elements together, Paul, there's efficiencies to be had. There is strategies that can be employed. There's different mm -hmm. products that can help along the way. And so it's just being very mindful of pulling all those things together and doing, putting things in the right spots. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, that the sooner the better. And, right. and unfortunately, some people, they don't really get the message until they actually reach that number. They're getting close. So right. you, you mentioned earlier that you work with a lot of your clients are business owners. Yeah. What is um, some of the strategies you use with them in regards to their financial planning? Because a lot of business owners don't really focus in on financial planning. Mm. 
How do you help them arrive at that destination? So it's understanding a couple of things, Paul. With business owners, are you building a business that will be sellable? And if so, uh, let's look at that. And how do you make your business more sellable? Mm -hmm. Even if you aren't going to sell your business, a business that's set up and systematized can work without you is probably one that generates more cash. Yes. So as a business owner, obviously we want to know, is there a value attached to your business? How are you growing that? Because that is an asset class that we don't talk about a lot. Is yeah, it, What is absolutely. your business being built up to? Yeah. Um, we have uh, different savings vehicles that are available personally. You know, mm -hmm. in the States, it's your 401ks, your mm -hmm. IRAs and things like that. In Canada, we have tax-free savings account and RSPs. So yeah. there are vehicles personally. When you are a business owner, you have to pull the money out of the business one way or the other, paying yourself a salary or taking some sort of draw or a dividend. And there's tax consequences to each one. Sure. So you want to understand if I don't, if I pull it out, what is the net number that I'm investing and how does that work versus if I did something different with the money. So having those opportunity costs and just looking at which mm -hmm. one is the best, sure. uh, which one gets me closer to my power number faster. Mm -hmm can be a great um, opportunity filter to look things, at things through. So sure. it's really being mindful of, you know, taxes, long, oh. uh, what's it going to be, inflation, Paul? I mean, I know that it's a big topic right now, but we have to figure out how to best allocate our assets so that we're, you know, outpacing inflation with what we're doing. So those are some of the things that I think it's important as a business owner to be thinking about. Absolutely. And also the structure of mm. the business also somewhat yep. dictates the draw and everything else that yeah. one may pull out as well because of the tax, tax implications. And I think what comes out of that, Paul, is the importance of a team. Right. Yes. So you need to have a good tax accountant. You need to have a good lawyer, lawyer you know, absolutely. and your financial planner slash advisor. Um, yeah. And if they're not doing your investments, the investment advisor needs to be on the team as well. You That's have it. to pull all this together because uh -huh. everything that one of them is doing is affecting the other. It's and if right. they're not communicating, um, you're not optimized. That's very true. Very true. And, and a lot of times we may find that some business owners, they're really not, that's not really their area of focus. No. Their topic area. So they need a team. They need that, definitely need that accountant. They definitely need that attorney and, and anyone else that they can bring in to, to assist them with that to help yeah. them to grow their money. Let's, mm -hmm. let's just um, cover a bit, Wendy, about an employer and their spouses and how that factors into the process as well, because oftentimes we're just thinking of that owner, but what about when they have a spouse is involved in the process as well? Mm, yes, because, uh, you know, there's a <laughs> there's so many levels to that question. So let's assume that they're happily married and it's going to yeah. last for till, till the end. <laughs> <laughs> so does the wife work? Sure. Uh, if the wife doesn't work to, or if she works in the business, there's another level of complexity. Exactly. What I find, and I'm not going to be gender specific here, but I find the partner sometimes or a lot of the times if they're not involved in the business, sure. they have no clue what's going on. Exactly. And so I have this bus theory, Paul. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to hear my bus theory? <laughs> I can't wait. Tell me. <laughs> Here's my question. I'm sitting down with a couple. Uh -huh. I asked this question. Okay, which one of you is driving the bus? Okay. And which one's you in the back looking mm -hmm. out the window? 
Uh-huh. Enjoying the ride. Right. Enjoying the ride. And then I say, and is this an accordion bus or is this, how big is this bus? Then you're at the back. <laughs> so, Because I have this theory because not everyone loves numbers. Not everyone loves finance for whatever reason. They just may not be oriented that way. You know, very creative people sometimes not as number oriented as others. Sure. And so I have this theory. You don't need to be, you don't need to take over driving the bus, but let's every year, every time we meet, just move you up a seat, just yeah. move up a seat, get a little more comfortable, get a little more understanding Close because that. if the bus yeah. driver goes away, you need to be able to take over the bus. That's right. Absolutely. You want to yeah. stay in control, keep that bus on the road. <laughs> yes. And, and you want, and as the, the spouse that owns the business is in building this team, uh-huh. it would be awesome if you made sure that the spouse liked the team. Right. Yeah. Because I know there's statistics that say when, and this is a male statistic. So when the men, the male dies uh-huh. within 18 months, 80 some percent of the widows will change advisors oh. because they have not been talked to. They have not been part of the decision making process. So there's not a relationship or if the relationship is there. They do not feel respected. So they they um, decide, well, if we weren't talking about it before, we likely won't talk about it now. So let me bring in my team, which I think is. I'm going to go get my own team that I can trust, who listens to me, who understands me. That's me. Yes, Yes. that's smart. That's smart. Absolutely. I do the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, well, continuity will make it easier and less likely that something will fall through the cracks. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk just a bit about your book and, and what your book does. Uh, to me, books are uh, are living things. Mm. Uh, books uh, have an age of the lifespan of people, uh, 72 okay. years. So okay. let's talk about your book, Burn Your Budget. Let's talk mm. about that just a bit. And uh, it also goes on to say how to spend your way to financial freedom. Mm. I like that part. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of ties back into the one number, but let me give you the story of how the one number came about. And what it came about with is I was working with a friend. I tell the story in the book Uh and a good friend of mine. She's like, oh, Wendy, will you help me with my numbers, my budget, whatever. So I started working with her and Paul, she was what I consider a professional level recreational shopper. Uh-huh. So this was what she did for fun. This sure. was how she enjoyed herself was to go out and go shopping, right? Yeah. So what I know to be true is that we are not going to change that behavior just by putting a number on a page. That's very true. So <laughs> what we had to do was build something that was a little more elastic that she could feel, no, I can buy whatever I want sure. within this number. Yes. So that takes some of the stress off because I think in this world, there are people who spend too much and there are people who don't spend enough. Correct. Because really, when we think about it, the whole purpose of this life is to have fun and enjoy it. Absolutely. And if we spend too much today, tomorrow, I'm going to use my technical term sucks because yes. you have nothing left and you have debt. Exactly. Um, and if you don't, Probably. yeah. And if you don't spend anything today at all, sure. Well, you're not, if you're not enjoying life, who knows we're not guaranteed tomorrow that's very true so i look at that as the fine line that when you're working with a financial planner we should you should be figuring that out because you need to plan you need to enjoy today but you need to plan for tomorrow yes absolutely you need to live right uh, the bottom line is uh they're not going to take the money with them (laughs) it's true so you want to you want to spend some of it 
Yeah. Still leave enough, have a good balance between the two. And if you, if you know how much you can spend right. and not affect your future, there's less stress around that spending. There's guilt. less guilt. There's yeah. no, oh my gosh, I, should I have bought that? Should I not? You know, all those sometimes emotions we attach with purchases because yeah. we're, we're beating ourselves up that we should have saved that money instead or something. But it's like a ticket. It's exactly. like your ticket to know um, it's okay if sure. I spend this. Absolutely. And feel yeah. good about it as well. Exactly. Feel good about it. That, that's the main thing. So thank you for sharing that. Let's talk a bit about your podcast. Awesome. The real bottom line. Uh, uh, talk to us about what what does it uh, the mission of your podcast, and uh, share some examples of some of the interviews you had. Not yeah. calling names, of course. <laughs> there's there's so I've had um, so many good interviews now. Uh, it's amazing. I'm so happy I did it. So yeah. the real bottom line is. Um, it's where I interview entrepreneurs. I talk mm -hmm. to them and I want to understand a little bit about their journey, a little bit about what you did talk to me. Yeah. I learned so much just even how people got to be successful. Exactly. I asked them about some of the lessons they've learned along the way because um, I know for myself, I've made plenty of mistakes, sure. but I always feel like if I can save one person yeah. from making those same mistakes, then it wasn't a waste of, it wasn't a mistake then. Yes. It was a lesson yeah. and I can learn from that. And then we dig into their subject matter expertise. Yeah. And so if they're into branding, we'll talk about branding. If they're in mm -hmm. HR, we'll talk about HR, you yeah. know? So, and I've had so many different plate people on. It's so fascinating. One of the most interesting ones perhaps was recently just went live last week maybe or this, anyway mm -hmm. and his name is Tariq Haddad and okay. he is a, a Syrian refugee who landed in Canada I think yeah. five or six years ago okay. poor guy came in the middle of winter Paul okay. <laughs> um and, right no <laughs> yeah hello welcome <laughs> you're now frozen um and then over time his his parents came, uh -huh. uh, but uh, they started a business. And when they were in Syria, they actually had one of the largest chocolate making wow. factories in Syria. And it got, and they luckily were not there when it got bombed. Oh like, my goodness. It was destroyed. Devastated. Uh -huh. Devastated. Yeah. He uh, was originally planning to be a doctor and had done all kinds of studies on that. Next thing yeah. you know, he's in a refugee camp for a, not, a number of, uh, I think he, they were there for a couple of years before they managed to make their way to Canada. That's a long time, two years. I know. And he, yeah. came, he came first uh -huh. and then slowly but surely uh, the rest of his family has come over. Oh, great. But they are a massive success in the sense yeah. that they are now a going concern. They are in grocery stores across Canada oh, now with their wonderful. chocolate bar, with all their chocolates and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, they See, have. Now, now I want some of that chocolate. They I know, right? <laughs> and they just announced today that they're selling peace bars because okay. here's the thing I loved about him. He sure. thinks peace yes. is a value we should all have. Yes, I totally agree. Right. So totally. when I think of, of him thinking about what's going on in Ukraine these days, he's sure. been there. Yeah. He was right. there in that stuff. So he knows exactly what they're going mm. through. Um, yeah. And so they're starting, they're selling peace bars like uh -huh. chocolate and all the proceeds are going to go to Red Cross. And the so, theme is so that. powerful. Right. Peace. 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 That is powerful. 
Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna check out, I'm gonna follow up with you so I can get some of that candy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look forward to that. I was in the military 20 years, so I know exactly what he's talking about. Right. I joined the military so that there could be peace, right? Yes. That's part of what national defense does is peace. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's wonderful. And so his business is really just booming, taking off after all that he went through. And yes. perhaps, perhaps that was his purpose in life. You know, and the shift yeah. in that, like he is a sought after speaker. So I feel mm -hmm. like his his mission now is really to spread hope and peace throughout the world. Yeah, that's a that's a powerful message. Isn't it? Sure. Yeah. So um, those are the kind of people that we've had on. And I just, I learned something from every interview. So I, I sure. sometimes I feel like I'm doing it for myself, Paul, but, <laughs> but uh, you, I just love what they podcast, do. You get a PhD. <laughs> you know, I joke, Paul, I tell everybody I have my PhD from the street. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Because we're, we're getting it from other people and that's a, such a great source oh, yeah, yes. of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's why I, one of the reasons why I love podcasting as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So, okay. Well, thank you for sharing that again. Uh, oh, the yeah. name of Wendy's podcast is The Real Bottom Line, where she talks to entrepreneurs about experiences uh, as she just uh, shared with us, which I can't wait. I'm going to listen to that episode. Oh, good, good, good. Yes. And Paul, I was going to say one thing too, is I've developed an assessment tool for uh -huh. people to be able to assess the three foundation pieces to building their wealth. Yeah. And it's around uh, mindset, systems, and action. So okay. if they want to grab that, they can sure. at www.totalscore, okay. no, totalwealthscore.com. Okay, totalwealthscore.com. Yeah, and they can do an assessment to, uh, of just how they're doing. Oh. And they get a custom That's report. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'll definitely uh, point people towards that as yeah. well. So we are getting here close to the end of this episode, and I'm mm -hmm. really enjoying it. And Wendy, you're sharing just so many uh, gold nuggets here for the viewers and the listeners on yeah. this live stream. And uh, if you want to share more about how people can contact you and, and reach out to you, your books, anything that you want to share at this time. Please. Sure. Well, there's that assessment tool, um, but check out my website, blackstarwealth.com. Uh -huh. And uh, Wendy Brookhouse, I'm on uh, LinkedIn in particular, yeah. but Facebook. Yeah. I, uh, I, haven't, I haven't been lulled over to the Twitter side yet, Paul. I have. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> you can't, you, there's so many things out there. We can't do them all. I can't be at all. It's true. <laughs> so LinkedIn's my playground and that's the best okay. place. Yeah, that's that's a great place. And people talking about TikTok. I said, well, maybe I'll get my children to look at TikTok for me and do that. <laughs> I feel like if we did go, Paul, we'd be the only people talking about wealth in the way we would. But I just, yeah. <laughs> There's got to be a way. <laughs> got to be a way. Okay, Wendy, but thank you so much. I, I had agreed earlier with the listeners and viewers. I'll talk a little bit more about your background. And I'm going to do that at this time. And she served on the faculty of the Women's Leadership Intensive, served as a chair and director of Junior Achievement of Nova Scotia and Junior Achievement of Canada, of which I helped start a Junior Achievement program myself in Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The great, great uh, platform to help youth to understand money and lead oh, their business. Mm -hmm. And she is a media ambassador for FP Canada and the host of The Real Bottom Line, as we just talked 
she just shared with us, and a podcast featuring entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. And as I stated before, she loves rugby and loves to travel for a good concert. Now, you can't top that. <laughs> the rugby, there you go. <laughs> rugby and music. <laughs> exactly. You can't can't top that. So uh Wendy, thank you so much for being our honored guest today. And I truly enjoyed interviewing you and, and, and introducing you to my uh, podcast community here at Wealth Academy Podcast. And I look forward to learning even more about you and what, what your uh, mission is all about, more so in the future. So thank you so much for being our honored guest today. I really appreciate you taking out the time and sharing your expertise. Thank you so much, Paul. All right. So this is going to conclude this episode. And thank you all who are viewing, those who are listening on the archive, go out to Apple Podcasts and provide a five-star rating for Wendy Brookhouse. And uh, it's going to be episode 197. So go out to Apple Podcasts and do that. Uh, starting tomorrow. We'll have this episode out tomorrow. So I'll see you on the next broadcast of Wealth Academy podcast. And don't forget our mantra, wealth is more than just money. Have a great day. And Wendy Brookhouse, thank you so much. And I look forward to learning even more about you in the future. Thank you, my friend. My pleasure. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good day, everyone. And goodbye. Thanks for listening to Wealth Academy podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts to get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching. In addition to resources associated with this podcast, email Paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com.